Welcome to the Rise Up Fitness Podcast, broadcast from sunny Santa Barbara, California. We're here to go back to the facts, educate you in health and fitness, and help you rise up to your full potential. Welcome back to the Rise Up SD Podcast. Um, got another um, special treat for you guys today. We have Adrian back on the show for a second time. So thank you for being here. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, I'm excited. So uh, we just did our crossover class. So um, some, I think a lot of you guys know who are listening to this, but um, Saturdays we've been doing a kind uh, hour. Sometimes it goes a little over because it's really, really good. Um, about an hour class where Adrian is about half of it yoga and I do half of kind of a hit class. So we kind of co-teach it, which is really fun and engaging. Um, and it's been great for me to um, kind of get back to doing some yoga practice and stuff in general. Um, and Adrian really likes to focus and as do in a, a lot of not just Adrian, but in her studio and her classes, they focus on a lot on breathing. Um, and so I come from a standpoint of my learning how to breathe correctly comes from an endurance standpoint, which is very different than perhaps you would use in a yoga class. Or maybe it's not very different, but it's different than you would use in a yoga class or a meditation. And so I think a lot of you may understand how it works, but the simple you know version is you take an oxygen, right? Or air, not oxygen, um, into your lungs. And then your lungs are able to absorb the oxygen from there, puts it in your bloodstream, and that basically goes to your entire body, all your muscles and your brain and everything else. And that allows your body to function. And so we know that if we don't have air, we don't have oxygen, that our body kind of can't survive. So from an endurance standpoint, I know you're an endurance athlete as well. Um, you know, we look at how do you kind of take the maximal amount of oxygen for per effort. So we look at as controlled breathing um, in a sense that, you want to take a deep breath in as you're going, but you want to find a rhythm where you're not panting, you don't feel panicked, but you're able to take the oxygen in, use it as you're working out, and then push that air out and get into a smooth breathing rhythm. Um, and that's, but that's kind of where it, you know, kind of ends as from an endurance is kind of getting that comfortable. So what are maybe some of the differences that you notice of like, I'm going to go out on a run or a bike ride and use oxygen versus I'm going to actually thoughtfully breathe in a class or a practice? Yeah, I guess with yoga, it's more of, it is such the focus mm -hmm. it's, um, in our practice. We it's like the second principle So we first thing is setting your eyes on something, putting your attention on something. And then the second part is breathing. And so in our practice, we breathe with what's called Ujjayi, which is a deep inhale, a deep exhale through your nose. And it's a constriction also at the back of your throat. And so what that does is it cre creates a sound, like that sound, that oceanic kind of Darth Vader-like sound right. that um, you hear throughout like the room or when I'm breathing with the mics on, you can hear it. And it, right. and it, what it does is it just drowns out the ability for you to spend so much time thinking. Right. And if we can get into being in our body and not into thinking, then we're really more present. And that's the goal. Yeah, I love that. And I think that when people first come to a yoga class, they might, it's kind of like awkward because it's like, why are you breathing so hard? You know, it's like, you walk up next to someone who just got done with the run and they're like panting. You're like, what's wrong with that? And then once you've done a class or two and you realize that everyone's using that deep breath, all of a sudden, exactly what you're saying is no one, you're not thinking or hearing that kind of, you know, that deep breathing type. Yeah. Yeah. And what it, it I guess the difference of what I learned when I was training for endurance sports was you want 80% of your workouts to be where you could breathe through your nose. Yeah. And then 20% is where you need more oxygen so you are breathing through your mouth you're breathing quicker and you're actually able to talk 
do when you're breathing those during the 80% of your workout right. so that you, you know, go into the whole like fat burning zone and more endurance zone and um, like build base building. And so it's, it's like that in yoga practice is if you find yourself to the point where you need to breathe through your mouth, like you're not getting enough oxygen in, mm-hmm. then you're probably working too hard for what your body might need or just where you're at at that point. And so that's the indicator. It's kind of like a governor for yourself to be like, okay, what should I do? Okay. Should I take a knee? Should I chill out a little bit? And if you're programmed to always push, 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 and then compare and what everyone else is doing is I have to keep up with them, but your breath is actually telling you otherwise, then you have to step outside of like the looking outward and put more attention inward. That's very interesting. I never looked at it that way. So like, for example, like you, there may be a workout where you're supposed to hit a pace or you're supposed to watch your heart rate, right? And if your heart rate gets too high, you're not achieving what the goal of that workout is. So in yoga, so the idea is if you can't if you can't keep that consistent deep nose breath in and out, and so you get to a point where you're, you know, having to like gasp air and go through your mouth, then that's a time that you need to step back and then is it refocus on your breathing and then get back to trying to the the practice of where you're pushing yourself or a sense of slow yourself down in a sense that you're not trying to. Yeah, it's always look at the breath first, okay. listen to the breath, and then inform the posture. Right, um, and then also from a sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system standpoint is there's, you you don't want to always, we're meant to be able to tap into both. Right. And a lot of us are living where we're consistently in that fight, flight or freeze mode. Right. And if, if you're in a yoga practice, the goal is to have your nervous system be more calm at the end and during than when you first stepped on and whatever, you know, like our thoughts can create. The best example I have is you're driving down the street and all of a sudden, you see sirens behind you, yeah. right? And this happened. It's happened to everyone. <laughs> and you think like, oh, my God, I'm getting pulled over for speeding. And you think that. And what happens to me is I can feel my hair on my arm standing on end. My whole entire, I feel like I'm going to crack my pants. Yeah. And my heart crack. starts racing and I've shortened my breathing. Yeah. And that just came from thinking that I'm going to get pulled over. And then all of a sudden the cop goes by and you're like, oh, thank God. You take a deep breath and you jump back into your parasympathetic nervous system instead right. of the sympathetic. And so it's like we're doing that all the time. We're I mean, I think, I think we do that a lot. It's the simplest thing is like, you know, that awkward thing. If you see someone on the street that's walking by who you really don't want to talk to and then you like have that moment of like, <laughs> you know, you tense up and then you're like, oh, wait, that's not them. And you're like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, you know, your mind is always doing that. It's right. always taking in and perceiving the world. And if you can um, have more of the governor of yourself, like be more responsive instead of reactive, then we're not in that stressed zone where our shoulders are up by our ears and our right. clench, we're clenched forward and our posture is you know, rounded. And then the, the, I guess like from a postural standpoint is when you start breathing like that, you're actually massaging all of your internal organs. You're getting deeper breaths. I talked about that in class today. It's like getting your breath to move more downward in your body, like not necessarily belly breathing, but it's not just like short breaths in your chest, but you start to actually be able to get your, your posture starts to change. Well, yeah, I think that's, it's interesting that you say that too, because I mean, people don't realize how our, like our organs are where they are and they're going to stay where they are and they're not going to float around our body necessarily, but there's a lot of variance of when your lungs open up and close and do that to create space and create that inside. And I think that, you know, a good example I have is mine and I always come from sports is that everyone's had that side stitch, right? Kind of like under the rib cage, like pain. And what people don't realize a lot of times that side stitch comes from 
uh, basically your internal organs rubbing against each other. <laughs> and so that's a weird thing to think about, right? So what, what do you do to get rid of that is I just say change your breathing pattern. So it's two in, one out. So you go, instead of going, you go, so it's two breaths in, one out. And that just changes the pattern. And usually that can get your side stitch to go away. So I never thought of it that way. But when you describe that, it's a very good analogy to use. It's like when you do that breath is it really opens that space inside you and really allows you to get that in. Yeah. And that's what the, I mean, there's all these different principles in yoga practice. Like right. we want to get more flexible and we want like from a body standpoint, we see the physical and we want to achieve something. We want to feel better inside. And really it's like when you breathe bigger, you're creating more space. You're creating more space for something different to happen. So you get, you go from having a side stitch. That's what's occurring. Yeah. You don't want it to be occurring. And so what do you do? You start breathing differently, put attention on it in a way that isn't like problematic but then you focus your breathing, not on the problem, but on your breathing. And then all of a sudden the problem goes away. Yeah. And it's like, if we do that everywhere, yoga practice, endurance sports, we're just more present to what's right in front of us instead of, oh my God, because I've, I've had it happen. I was at the um, half Ironman world championships. I got on, I was about to get off my bike to go on the run and I'm riding and I can feel a cramp starting to happen. <laughs> yeah. I pulled my foot out of my cycling shoes to get on the run. My, I think it was my hamstring or my quad. Something was about to about to cramp. And I just, I didn't focus on the next thing of like, oh my God, I'm going to fall off my bike. But I focused instead on that one moment and just breathing and the cramp didn't happen. Right. It's that simple for us to be able to have a sh- an immediate shift in our entire life. Yeah. So that's so being the second principle is that you, so the idea is, is that you focus on your breath and you you actually get that breath and you get that focus so that basically that clears your mind and then you're not focusing on it. Correct. Yeah. It's like, you're not focusing on the problem. Right. So, so you, so when, so like when you're teaching, like when you taught class today, you're, you're telling us, you're explaining to us the best way in the breathing principles, but what you want us to do. But the goal is to be able to do that naturally so that I'm not actually thinking about breathing in practice. And if I'm breathing in a way that like I don't have to think about it, it clears my mind, then I can focus on the next principle of the practice, mm-hmm. ideally, right? Yeah, it's yeah. very it's a very interesting it's a it's good like way to It's like each one it. leads to the next one and yet the 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 breath will facilitate the movement. Right, right. That's interesting. So and then like I really liked at the end too today how you took us through a little like breathing exercise. So that was kind of cool. So maybe describe a little bit for the people who didn't take class and um, let it, let them know like what what it, what was the print what did you do and then kind of t- take us through and I'll give you kind of yeah. my feedback on. So what it was I what you can do typically. What I would do is we, I shorten it a bit, but you would spend one minute. You set a timer for one minute, and you just see you lay down on your back and you see how many breaths you take in one minute. One inhale and one exhale counts as one breath cycle. Mm-hmm. You count how many you have. Typically, people start off when they're doing it on their own, like maybe 10 breaths in a minute. And, and that's then, and that's not when you're doing yoga. That's when you're – or you should be when you're doing yoga. But that's if you're completely on your back yeah, resting, right? Yeah, just like right? resting. Just yeah, resting. Just like okay. normal breathing. Like how many breaths do you take normally when you're not being instructed to shorten them or make them longer? So one about every six seconds or so. Mm-hmm. That seems reasonable, yeah. And then we'll, you do it again. You spend one minute and the goal being to lessen it. It'll go from where you were at 10 or wherever you were down to – six or five or whatever you get to something smaller number. And then the next minute you I'll give a cue for when you're at 15 seconds, when you're at 30 seconds, 45 seconds in a minute. And the goal is to get only two breaths in in 60 seconds. So you would breathe in starting at zero to 15 seconds. You breathe out from 15 seconds to 30 seconds. 
you breathe in again to 45 seconds and you breathe out to 60 seconds. And the goal of it is not to, yeah, you might like get all these things from it and it's not to get to some end point, but you actually- It's not like, can I breathe once in 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah. It's, to, it's to calm your nervous system right. down and have you focus on what's happening right at that moment. The time that I did this with a, a teacher, the first time I ever, he took us through something similar. Mm-hmm. He asked us at the end of the three minutes, he said, and now do you have any problems? Right. And right away at that moment, it was laughable because it was like everything else that was outside of that moment just fell away. Right. And that's the goal is for all the things that we bring into our life that kind of like they're not serving us, worry, doubt, fear, anxiety. And when you do these breathing practices, you're focusing so much on what's happening right now that that stuff falls away. Yeah, I, I really like love that. It, it was the thing that I noticed too, which is you would expect if you're you just said breathe normally, right? And then I was right around there. I think I was actually more than 10. Um, but what I noticed is then you asked us to slow slow down and, and do that. And you would think that if you're like doing a slow in and slow out and you're restricting your oxygen, you would think that you would more have that panic feeling. We've all held our breath or been underwater. We have that panic feeling where I can't breathe. And what I did notice exactly what you were saying without, I was, is I wanted to hear what the, the whole, I, I didn't have a chance to talk to you about what the exact purpose was of the breathing exercise was exactly what I noticed is that I calmed down more. So breathing slower and controlled, it was exactly what you said is that I relaxed more. My body felt just more calm. And, you know, we don't, I think that a lot of times is we don't realize that when we get in a stressful situation or when, you know, we're in something where there is just, just relaxing for a second and taking your breathing and focusing on a breath can actually help change your body language, your mood, your, you know, Sympathetic mm-hmm. nervous system, everything else by just by just changing your your breath. Yeah, and a lot of it stems from like even when you describe the panic that comes up, mm-hmm. if you're withholding your breath or you're trying to get to that 15 second point, is panic kind of takes over. We get into that fear mode. And what's the acronyms? False evidence appearing real. And the thought, the thought that our brain might have is, I'm going to run out of air. Right. And the reality is, you're laying on a yoga mat or wherever you are. <laughs> yeah. And at any point in time, you can take an extra breath. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But in those moments, it's so quick for our brain to take over and our and and not trust. Right. And if we step into trust that our body can make it 15 seconds on one inhale and 15 seconds on one exhale. And you just start to create that as a practice. Yeah. You can do it easier. Or like another thing that I like to use something like that for is, um, you know, the old saying of like counting sheep before you go to bed is if you go to bed, a lot of us are having some trouble sleeping right now with everything that's going on. And people I've heard, you know, myself included waking up at like two or three in the morning, just like running, like mind spinning. Mm -hmm. And like, there's nothing that any one of us is going to do at two or three in the morning to, to remedy any of our problems that we're having in life. Right. At two or three in the morning. Right. And so what can you do? Like, you're just going to get, I know you're just going to get on CNN and make your, make yourself, right. r- your mind run yeah, crazier, right? You're not going to, you're not going to answer any email at 2 a.m. That's going to change your life or change tomorrow even. So yeah, and yeah. sometimes it can seem like, oh, helpful to just like get our minds to shut off of that old, that thought to do something different. But right. in the middle of the night or you're going to bed at night is start counting. Just yeah. count your breaths. Put your hand on your chest and or however you want to lay down and just notice your breathing. And all of a sudden your mind 
steps away from the tailspin that it's on and back into your physicalness. Yeah, I use that actually strategy. That's a good point to use that. I use that strategy when it's challenging when I'm in a race. So instead of counting up because you're like, when is this going to end? And I'm like, okay, I, so let's say I'm struggling like running and I'm just in a bad patch or something. I count down from a hundred because by the time I usually get to about 50, I don't want to count anymore because I'm just, but I, I've forgotten. And it's all of a sudden things have just become easier because I'm not focusing on like, my legs are tired. I can't breathe. It's like a hundred, 99, 98, And if I get to one and I haven't, then I just start over. But it's like, you can see there's an end point coming and it's like kind of like the next goal or the next step or so. I mean, that's a good a strategy. I think that a lot of people might be able to use is like, Count your breaths and, or just count up or count sheep or do something just to relax your system. Yeah. And it's dis, it's a disruption. It's a yeah. disruption of the path that you were on. Yeah. So, um, you know, everybody can count even yeah. if you can't count high, like little kids, yeah. great for children. I mean, my daughter's almost three and she can count to five. Yeah. And so, um, it, there's simple practices that everybody can do anywhere, no matter what. Like you don't have to have you don't have to have access to technology in order to be able to practice yoga. Right. You don't have to have access to technology, an app, in order for yourself to meditate. And a lot of times we can get that can be our crutch. And it's like, no, but what if you just did it anywhere to calm yourself down? Right. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Well, I appreciate that. Like, thanks for taking the time um, to come and talk about that because I think it's uh, shed some new light. And I think that, uh, you know, something that I think that people are, I, I think maybe discounted I'm seeing in the very beginning of this, but are now realizing more is how doing things like exercise or yoga um, is just is important for our physical state. We know that, but is also just as important for our mental state and our mental well-being in this time. So I think that, you know, we've the people who I know who are doing it consistently um, and have been in there are really, really benefiting from that. So, oh, and we have a little one. Count to five for us, Reese. <laughs> oh, so cute. So, but yeah, but thank you for coming on. I appreciate that. Thanks, and um, we'll have to have you on again. I'd love to. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, we will uh, thank you guys and we will see you tomorrow. Bye.